Welcome to Robert Land. That's right, your favorite not safe for work comedy theme park podcast. And I'm your host, Robert Thompson, comedian, musician, theme park phenologist, all I do. What is up, everybody? How you guys doing? Boy, hey guys, welcome to the program. Sorry for the uh, audio quality of this portion. I'm actually recording this inside of Monstro from Pinocchio's ass underwater uh, in the ocean inside a giant whale butthole. So, uh, that's why it sounds like this, but thank you guys for rolling with it, and I love you. I'm really stoked, because you're in for a treat today. Uh, back when I had started this program, I had done a series on people incarcerated in the Disney jails. Disney jail is like, uh, 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 it's a, a, a mythic place for me. I've, I've grown up hearing about all these people going to Disney jail, and these are jails within the Disney theme parks. Uh, where if you're a naughty boy or a naughty girl or naughty whatever you want dog, you go and go to the jail of Disney. And uh, I was always curious about it, like what happens to you? But you know, this varied, uh, may, maybe it could result in real jail time depending on what you do. Maybe you'll get your past revoked. And I guess there's been stories of people uh, writing Disney about how it was a learned experience and uh, how they never do it again, and then they can lift the band, or there's, you know, there's all sorts of variations. I mean, celebrities that have been in Disney jail, uh, like Blake Lively for sneaking in with her older brother when she was a kid to Disney, uh, Robert Downey Jr. for smoking some herb up in there in the park. Of course, Robert Downey Jr. would be doing, doing drugs, and now it's hilarious because he's fucking Iron Man, so he's got carte blanche on that fucking place, but, uh, it's exciting, guys. Uh, this is a fun one. We've got our grand season finale coming next week with a great guest. I'm super stoked on it. We've been working uh, hard uh, on, on this program, and I, I love you guys. Thanks for uh, listening. Goodbye. No, <laughs> it's just getting started. You guys are in for a real treat. And then we have a, a sneak peek at a Patreon episode with me and uh, my boy Manolo talking about uh, how we got on uh, Kill Tony together and uh, how we're going to Austin this weekend. And uh, we're gonna play a, a good chunk of that Patreon episode uh, on this one. You can hear the full thing on the Robertland Patreon. So uh, I'm excited, guys. It's cool, man. We, we didn't, you know, cure cancer or anything, but we definitely have a ball. <laughs> I'm excited though, guys. This is your, uh, guys, I am jazzed right now. Um, this is a brand new segment. Oh, uh, you know how he do. Disney jail, uh, where I get to talk to someone who's incarcerated currently in Disney jail. I got you carte blanche that, right? so I could talk to these folks. Uh, All right, you better got me, boy. Sir, how's, how's it going, uh, man? Hey, what's happening, man? Hey, hey, so what, what's your name, sir? Oh, me, I'm Captain Hook. You up, brother? Captain, hook you up. What what brings you to the Disney jail? What happened? Oh, man, I grew up here in Disneyland. Really? I've been here for a long time, out on the west side of Disneyland, you know? Oh, okay. Over there. You wrote the, the west coast... Uh... I'm on the Catella side. Okay, okay. <laughs> so what happened, man? How'd you end up here? Oh, man, it's just a big misunderstanding, man. Yeah. There I was. I had left the park, which we don't really do a lot, you know? Yeah. And I'm out on Harbor Boulevard, you know, minding my own business, selling people methamphetamines, and fucking <laughs> all of a sudden... Disney security come up. Damn. I'm like, what? The, why are you harassing me? I'm just trying to make a living, you know? Yeah. Damn, dude. Fuck, man. How, how long are you going to be in here for? Oh, well, they say I got to stay for three turns of the line for Space Mountain. But oh, I'm not sure damn. yet. Wow. 
That's crazy, man. Have you, have you have you had any cellmates while you've been in here? Oh, I had a couple, but uh, they kind of went PC on me. Oh, wow. Detective custody. Oh, I shit. get lonely in here at night. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you got that Daffy Duck ass up in the air. <laughs> I just, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how it is, reporter man. Oh, I know, I know. I've been I've been desperate. Before. Not desperate, but you know, I've been I've I've had those vibes. Hey, felt it. what you doing, homie? That's right. Oh man. So, so, uh, what, you know what, how it is. <laughs> what do you plan to do when you get out of the Disney jail? Oh, me? You can go to Disneyland? I got big plans. We yeah. starting a new record company. Uh huh. All right. It's called Disney Classics. All right. And, uh, we got a new band, the Disney Boys. They got a number one hit track coming out called Disney Plus. I'm sure there's not going to be any problems with that. No, I don't think there'll be any, any discrepancies. We're going worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> These kids got talent. Oh man, fuck! So you guys heard, heard it first, man. Life, the, you can have dreams. It doesn't matter what's going on, man. Keep those dreams. I'll be safe. right there. <laughs> wow. Hey, man, I gotta go eat. We only get to eat the three times a day. What do they, do they feed you? Those bread bowls, the clam chowder and stuff? Uh, it, that's on Wednesdays. Oh, okay. Yeah, today we have an uh the spaghetti from the restaurant, the Italian restaurant. Oh, I heard good things about it. And one thing about Disney Jail is you eat real well. Yeah, you eat yeah. real well. Yeah. Only thing that sucks. It's churro Sundays because they give us all the old churros from the week. Oh, so hard ass churros. Yeah, hard as fuck. But you know, sometimes you could uh, grind them up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And you put them in with the ramen, with the top ramen, and you have it like a dessert ramen. Damn. Well, shit. We got recipes. We've got we've got anecdotes. For, we got dreams. This. Hey, is, I ain't got no anecdotes. <laughs> no anecdotes. Anecdotes. I mean, I'm, I had a couple earlier, but I sold them. <laughs> Man, well, uh, this, this has been exciting, guys. This is our, our first venture into Disney jail. Before, hey, man, you got another one of them cameras? I, I don't. I don't know. How, what about that microphone? You think maybe I could hold on to that microphone for a little while? Oh, man, I'm going to need it, though. You know, I, it, it, fuck, it cost me a few Disney bucks, if you know what I mean. But Have you ever been with a man? Guys, I am excited. I uh, have carte blanche here, and I'm actually inside a Disney jail. Um how are you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm so excited. Very excited to be interviewed by a man with a New York hat and a nice cowboy button-up shirt. <laughs> well, I'm so happy. That's very flattering. To, to, you could, you're, you got a nice fashion sense yourself, Mr. Hatter. Oh, I love a nice hat. <laughs> oh, would you like a cup of tea? Oh, I'm okay. I don't know what's in that tea, my friend. Well, I had to make it in the toilet. <laughs> oh, boy. So what? oh, it makes me so sad. <laughs> Oh no, man! So we're here with the Mad Hatter. Uh, what, what brought you to Disney Jail? How'd you get here? I was having a cup of tea with my good friends, the March Hare, and we and we decided to invite some guests. And it looks like perhaps we'd put some ayahuasca in the tea. <laughs> oh, 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 oh no! <laughs> so I'm assuming that uh, the hare didn't uh, he didn't. Uh, you didn't ask for the ayahuasca, right? Or He loves some ayahuasca, <laughs> but we happen to be at the character's dinner with a lot of young children. Oh, and they no. weren't ready for the adventure of visiting the ayahuasca lady. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my. Wow. Man, so, fuck. How long it you... was my own birthday, too. <laughs> I bet it was. How long have you, you been in here, Mr. Hatter? I've been in this jail since 1967. Oh, Jesus. Um, 
You must have done a little more than just uh, ayahuasca. <laughs> well, when you when you when you're flying high on the psychedelic <laughs> wascas, you start to understand that it's not important to wear your clothes anywhere. Oh boy! And people have a real problem with the human body around here. Oh boy! <laughs> did you did you like cover it up with that, your hat? You know, did you fit? Could you? Uh... When the police came, I said, I'll cover it up, and I put some mustard on it. And the police go, mustard? And I said, that's right. And then, of course, they arrested me after they tased me. It made me so sad. I love to laugh. And they made me cry. I got a little bit of mustard in my people. Mustard in your urethra is not a pleasant experience. Oh, no. Man, that's crazy. So what do you plan to do when you get out of Disney jail? I'm planning to have an unbirthday party right when I get out. <laughs> Going back to Disneyland, huh? <laughs> that's the only place I know. I just want to find a nice young girl who's willing to just help me out and have a nice tea party with me. Do you keep up with uh, the presidential election of the United States this year? Or? Oh, Donald Trump's an absolute monster. Oh, boy, I can tell. He's got a screw loose. Nobody should be tweeting at 2 in the morning on the toilet. Well, you guys you guys heard it first. Uh, Matt Hatter's uh, not endorsing Mr. Trump. I'm a big Ocasio-Cortez head. Oh, really? Oh, yes. I, uh, oh, she's so nice. <laughs> She's very uh, open-minded. Some 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 people may think some wild things, you know, some different uh, things. So that's good. You guys heard it here first. Who the Mad Hatter is endorsing this uh, presidential election? Man, this is amazing. I am in Disney jail, and uh, thank you for talking to me, Mr. Hatter. Absolutely, it's better than just talking to one of these walls. <laughs> oh man, uh, Mr. Hatter, I think you you're not wearing pants anymore. <laughs> no, boy. It's well, welcome to my home. Well, I better get out of here before it becomes an unhappy birthday for moi. I like to be comfortable when I'm being interviewed. I love to laugh. Oh, my God. Hey, guys. I am here in Disney jail. Um, this is pretty amazing that I got carte blanche to uh, talk to a prisoner in Disney jail right now. Uh, how you doing, sir? Hey, what's up, boy? I'm doing all right, boy. So, what's your name, sir? Hey, uh, my, my name is uh, Jaime Cortez, boo. Well, it's a pleasure. Uh, what brings you to Disney Jail? What happened? Hey, dog, I don't even fucking belong here, dog. Like, I, did, I didn't do nothing, dog. I don't even know why the fuck I'm here, eh? Fucking sucks, dog. Well, I'm sorry. That's unfair that you're here and you don't even know why. Well, like, well, basically, like, all I was doing, like, uh, I was pre-gaming with my primo, you know, in, in my in my Heine. And my two kids, we fucking, we got a couple 40s before we walked in. And then, you know, security at fucking Disneyland sucks, dog. Like, I, I walked in there with, with all kinds of shit. I had a little bottle of tequila, like, fucking in my little, like, underneath my, my, my pito, you know? And uh, they didn't even find that shit. Wow. But, uh, you know, but I, I, you know, I got pretty fucking bellow, and I guess, I guess they didn't like that very much. But, uh, I mean, I just wanted to be a part of the show, you know? I was right there watching the parade and shit, and, like... You know, Goofy, that's my fucking homie, you know? So I just I just stormed the stage. I wanted to fucking get a little picture. And uh, next thing I know, fucking, I'm here, you know? Damn. So you you, you, you actually uh, got on on stage. Well, yeah, uh, I got on, uh, well, como se dice, uh, the, the float. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, man, I think uh, 
dreams do come true, guys. Uh, in Disney jail. Well, because 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 uh, you know back back in uh, East Los, I got a I got a homie named named Goofy. Oh, so like okay. I just thought it'd be funny, you know, like jump on, like get a get a picture with Goofy. Yeah, send, send it, it to my homie Goofy. Okay, you know. Yeah, because he kind of looks like that guy. Man, so what? So what? Uh, how long are you in the the can for? Well, I don't know, man. They're trying to. They're talking about assault charges and shit, like. But, cause like after after that shit, like fucking Mickey tried to touch me and shit, and I was like, hey fool, I don't fuck around like that, you know. You don't know me like that, so fuck. I bitch slapped him, and then you know some uh, some other shit happened, and that's you know that's why. I'm, so I don't know what the fuck. Oh damn. Well, Mickey apparently didn't know you like that, and uh, wow. Uh, so what do you plan to do when you get out? Well, you know, like, the fucked up thing is, though, when I came in here, they had to do that, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, fucking cavity search? Oh, but really? Yeah, but, like, they don't use, like, regular gloves here, you know, like, in Disneyland jail, like, uh-huh. like they use fucking Mickey Mouse gloves. You, oh, see, you see how big that motherfucker's hands are, bro? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Well, I hope your, uh, your butthole's doing all right, sir. I mean, it's just... I made sure I, I had a feeling they were gonna do that, so I, I made sure I kind of had something for them, you know, back there, you know. Oh. Because this kind of fucked up situation. I don't think I well, I did nothing, dog. <laughs> what? what you, did you surprise them with something? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, you know, I spread my cheeks a little bit extra, so some some shit dripped out, you know. Oh wow. Well, uh, man, I am actually we call great. that the Jaime Sanchez. <laughs> Man, guys, this is amazing. We're inside Disney jail. You got you hear it first. Man, Disney cell, Disney jail was inside me too, fool. I know. <laughs> Sounds like it. So what do you plan to do when you get out of out of the can? Man, I'm gonna get out here, I'm gonna find that motherfucker goofy, and I'm gonna get my motherfucking picture. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna go to Disneyland, huh? <laughs> I'm coming right back, homie. You best <laughs> believe that. They fuck with the wrong bot though, homie. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, guys, you heard it here first. Uh, they use giant gloves to spread people's butts apart at Disney Jail. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Heim. Heim. Stymie. Heim. Heim. Okay. Cool, man. Do you know the Heimlich Maneuver, Bernie Jan? Uh, I know the Heim Maneuver. That's like when... That's when... Uh, that's the sex position, though. That's... Oh. <laughs> you getting lo- Do you get lonely here in Disney uh, Jail? Well, you know, Disney Jail, like, I got... I, sometimes they'll throw you know like bad characters in here too so you know i got a uh, donald duck sometimes yeah yeah i get him dressed up like you know, like mini mouse for me sometimes and oh know, shit that shit so i give him the Jaime maneuver damn that's when uh that's when i put my balls on his forehead because he's got he's got big eyeballs uh-huh and then i just slap him in the nose with my with my penis <laughs> well uh man i better get out of here before i start looking like mini mouse but uh yeah, guys, you heard it here first. Hey, call my lawyer. <laughs> Tales from Disney Jail. Man, hope you guys enjoyed those uh, interviews with me and some Disney inmates. I know, real compelling shit, dude. I'm excited because right now we're going to go to a sneak peek at our Patreon episode with me, the man, the myth, the legend, the Manolo, and our good buddy, our friend, the late, great Ryan D. So enjoy this, uh, this chunk of our Patreon episode this week. And uh, I love you guys. Bye-bye. Dude, we were. I was talking to my uh, another comic, uh, um, Luis Noriega, and he was like, every kid wanted to be a wrestler or a rock star growing yeah. up, like right, like yeah. And so somehow they're like comedy, like lands right in the in between those, yeah. you know? Because at the end of the day, they always call you a clown, right? I yeah. wouldn't even see a fucking clown. Yeah. <laughs>
So, man, what's up, Manolo? <laughs> what it do? Dude, it it's do? so do? good to finally have you in the studio. Yeah, I'm so happy have to be here. Have on the show, man. You've been promising me this for a while now. I know, dude. It's, it's real. Yeah. Uh, cool. You know, I'm, it's like the chupacabra, you know? Like, <laughs> you come in contact. By the way, do you know anyone that said they, that they ran into the chupacabra? Uh, no, the same people as you have probably in TV. Yeah, because yeah, that's... Oh, man. I saw, yeah. you, you know how that, how that came about? The chupacabra? Do you know how that no, shit came about? No, what's the origin? We that? had a precedent. A precedent? Yeah. Precedent? Was it Fox? Not a precedent, but precedent. President. A Mexican precedent? Presidente? No, it was Salinas de Gortari. It's a crazy fucking story of that dude. Salina was the president. Salinas. Oh, no, okay. not Salinas. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I mean, she's, she's assassinated. She's so, she's sort of a president yeah, I mean, she's for a bunch of people. She's yeah. one of a god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but check this out. This motherfucker, yeah. this motherfucker, he played the country like big time. He he one time went on a hunger strike, dressed as Gandhi, and he's bold like Gandhi and thin like Gandhi. And yo, I'm on a I'm on a fucking hunger strike, right? So the dollar, that's the peso and the dollar were, were three pesos for a dollar, right? Yeah. Right now it's 20 pesos for a dollar, correct? Yeah. Okay, so we, we were kind of sort of like right there, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. So everything went, he knew everything went went down, right? Like the, do, the dollar went up, right? Yeah. So he's, he made up the story about the chupacabra. Because there really? were no really stories. So that's how that became a story. And after the chupacabra became a thing and after it all, all passed by, boom, we wake up to find out the dollars now worth 20 pesos. What you know what I'm saying, wait, right? He, he it's wanted... like a like a whack the dog kind of thing. Oh, okay. Wow, I didn't know like that. Stream. Yeah. Why didn't he use the chupacabra on the peso after that? Why wasn't that like? It, a... why, why wasn't the chupacabra on the peso, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why wasn't he on the peso or like, yeah? What, dude? Well, it's it's beautiful, man, to have you here. People probably, you know, we okay. I want to give a little backstory to the folks listening. You know, uh, me and Manolo met. Uh, because we both did Kill Tony, we both did the show, a uh, very popular program they did at the Comedy Store at, at a time uh, for years. And, uh, you know, the, the whole show works where you would sign up and it was a guessing game if you're going to get up. Yeah. But, you know, that whole little pandemic thing happened. Shit went haywire. The pandy. The pandy. The pandy. And yeah. so people had to submit videos because they were doing it from, like, you know, Red Band Studio or Better Box Studios. And so at that time, it was really a kind of... It was a rough time because people were like, "How long is this shit gonna be?" Like it was, it was right, and it was like May or and June. it became like a sketch show. For yeah, a while, yeah, right? because that's all they, they they had to like kind of adapt a little bit to like yeah. the situation. So that was before they were having people, you know, in the store again without the audience. But they had um they had a, a show where you know like they would have people send in videos, and it was kind of it was a different vibe, and you could see that they were kind of like. It was, it was low energy sometimes because it would be people that would be sending in videos of them doing stand-up that have never done stand-up yeah. before. Yeah. So it would just be like really drab, like, you know, in a closet, like, whatever, you know, Epstein, uh, you know, yeah. whatever, my balls. And it would just bomb. And the thing is, it seemed like it was more awkward for them to roast these people because it's like, it's kind of a different vibe without the audience and the energy of the show, you know. And so you got on it. Yeah. And you had been on it before the pandemic. Both of us yeah, had been on exactly. it before the pandemic. It had been a while for me. And, um... And you had gone up a couple times. I went uh, to the. I was up on the last show. Were you up on the, the last yeah. show? I guess it was the Tim Dillon show, or oh. I know I, in LA at least. Wait, were I, you on the yeah, Tim Dillon? Yeah, I was on the Tim Dillon, 
and then they 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 did like a tour. I think they they did another city, yeah. and then the pandemic struck. Uh, struck. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, because you were on the road. Yeah. It was exactly. like they were in Texas, I think, or San Diego yeah, or some, Ventura. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ventura. Ventura. Ventura was the last like exactly. out and about. Yeah. So Tim Dillon, I got to see that one. Yeah, that, that's a cool show. I, I came up with my guitar, and I mean, they gave me a guitar, so I sang a Sublime song. <laughs> yeah, oh, you was, killed it, dude. I, yeah. Do you remember the, that one? Yeah. Because what I, what I noticed about you is like. You know, people might have like wrote you off, like, "Oh, he's doing these shock like jokes and yeah. they're like street jokes and uh, whatever." But then you had a very interesting story. Like you had funny, you had different. Uh, you know, you seem like a a, a man with a, like a, a switchblade of talents. Whether you know, uh, you <laughs> like know, a show of the comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you had like a, you, you had a no, not 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 a switchblade, but like you Swiss Army, you, a Swiss Army knife, yeah. not switchblade. Yeah, you're not like you know, hey, fucking, I got some yeah, talent. Yeah. You know? But you you you, you come equipped. You've got you're talented. You've got you you've got charisma about you, you know. And I think like when you did that Sublime song, I remember it kind of won the audience over. To yeah. be honest, because I, I knew I knew what to do, man. Yeah, because you put sound like <laughs> it was oh, bright fuck. in there. It was bright in there, homie. Yeah. So I had to pull out the Sublime. Yeah, yeah. It, and, it, and it really was a beautiful <laughs> cover. I'm like, fuck, he can play and sing, and it was cool. And everyone was singing along with you. Yeah. Like that was probably one of the best like crowd responses. That was like you know when you watch a team come back because yeah. you were doing like stuff and they're roasting you and. It, it was pretty like you know it was pretty like uh uh like you you were make, you know making the street jokes and that could it, it just you saved it like really well with yeah, that and i remember yeah, yeah. i was like oh fuck there's a lot to this guy and i remember um during the pandemic you know i saw you on one of the shows and you had suggested like maybe next time i'll get uh make it interesting yeah but you, you know what i got it backwards uh the tim dylan was actually my first time up then oh, it was okay. Chrissy Mayer and Norm, Norman, something Norman. Oh, yeah. She was like a, the red-haired girl. Yeah, yeah. It was the, I remember I was at that show. Okay, so it was the red-haired girl and this this coolest, nicest dude. I, I forgot oh, um, his name. Um, uh, something God Norman. God damn it. I know exactly who you're talking about. You know who about. I'm talking yeah, about, Yeah, right? yeah. Fuck, yeah. He's, he's a cool dude. Yeah, he's really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great comic. Uh, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, so that was the the Mark Norman. Mark no, Norman. It, it wasn't Mark Norman. I know because Mark Norman. I think kind of, it was Mark Norman. Like, hey, okay. Mark Norman. You hey, I'm pretty sure it was the Bay. You know what? It was Mark Norman. Was it yeah. Mark Norman? Yeah. From, uh, yeah. I, I thought it was. Uh, oh man, what? He's like a tall dude. And he's in yeah. like commercials, right? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, no, Mark Norman's kind of like Norm McDonald in a way. Like, yeah, he's very, it's that dude. Maybe it was him. I don't know. Maybe I don't remember correctly. Either way, you were on it yeah. right before the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Whether it was Norm McDonald or you know. Whatever, but Noam Storm, Chom- Storm and Norman. Yeah, whether it was Noam Chomsky or whatever, but like I remember uh, Norman Bates. Yeah, Norman Bates. Uh, I, um, so I remember thinking like, oh wow, you like really won the audience over. And then the pandemic hit. Everything was they had to fucking reevaluate what they were doing. And you know, I um, I hadn't been on the show in a while. It had been. Like a year and a half, because like was that the one time you went up with the with the purple short. suit? Or it was yeah, it was the that was the last time I was on it, which is the the, the infamous purple suit. Yeah, the most purple fucking suit, right? painful. Okay, so I had a but ex- yo, but you won it over with the impression, right? Yeah, oh yeah, it felt so good for so many did reasons. You, did you do Vin Scully? Yeah, no, no, no. Well, so yeah, the, it was well, him. No, the well, the first time, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the first time I went up, I it was Tom Segura, and it was a sold out show yeah and i went with my friend who is a sweet guy uh billy y uh and he was microdosing on uh on shrooms and his set didn't go so well and i remember being like holy fuck because it really kicked in like oh god like dude this is like ruthless it's like a lion's den because the thing is i had done comedy for a couple years just on it like 
I was really twacked down on Adderall. I was just going out there and I didn't give a fuck. When you get into comedy, you just kind of, you haven't been like humbled yet. Yeah, of course. And so you go out there and I'd had years of like performing, whether it was in like punk bands or a sketch show or sketches or even like short films and stuff like that. So I met a lot of these and one of my friends had been doing stand up in LA for 12 years. Yeah. So he was friends with Tony. He was friends with the guys. So, you know, I had taken a break from doing stand up. And then, you know, I'd done it in OC mainly because he told me, hey, eat a bag of dicks in Orange County and then go to L.A. Okay. And so I was having a terrible time in my life. I was, like, probably abusing Adderall. I was, like, you know, I was in um, a, rela- a very, like, just tumultuous. It was not a good place. Yeah. And I remember going to do that um, with Tom Segura, you know, being at the show. And I, my friend was like, you should just go do that show. And I remember... You know, I was kind of naive to it. So I started watching the show. I'm like, oh, fuck, this show's pretty, like, happening, right? Yeah. And so I remember just thinking, okay, I could do it. I'll just do the stuff that I remember from my act before. Okay. And, I, and I saw something Mitzi Shore said, like, when she, like, people had, uh, it wasn't Mitzi Shore. Someone else, a comic was saying, she loved when you talked about your family, and she loved impressions. Okay. And so I did that. I talked about my dad and his gaming and how he's like a madman. Like he fucking he he plays uh, games and he literally loses his shit and he'll be a fourteen year old Montana. Like what plays oh, the ba- oh. battlefield online? Like really like, online gaming and he loses his shit. Like, with mother with fucker with two year old kids. It. Yeah, and then they'll be <laughs> that cheating fuck shot me. So, oh. so if I ever brought a girl over or whatever, <laughs> yeah, he was into it. He'd be like that sniping motherfucker. Hell yeah. And you get into things later too. He'd be like like this was like in 2015. It was all. I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> oh, he would do that. Oh, like he just he find late. out. Yeah, he find out about things like later. Dude, you know yeah. the way. It was like a kid like, in the Midwest that just got into screamo, you know. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. so, it was funny because <laughs> he uh, he'd lose his shit. So I I, I did a, a joke because I had a bit in my act before where I talked about how my dad's like a poet and stuff because he would put together words that never heard put together before. He'd be like Jesus tap dancing Christ, which like paints a really beautiful yeah. picture, like Jesus tap dancing. <laughs> yeah, and so I did. I did that bit and then I did Vince Scully, you know, like the Tommy Lasorda's here today stuffing his fat pig-like face with Dodger Dogs. There's one thing Tommy wants, it's another fucking hot attack topped with mustard and ketchup. And like that, like, you know, Tom, it was... Right, you, right. You, can't, you can't do that bit anymore now. No, he's dead. But, but right, but here's dead. the thing. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a huge Am I the only fan. one who doesn't know who the fuck that is? Well, I mean, you, you know. Uh, Mexican, well, right? Mexican? Well, it's different. Well, I mean, well, it's it's he's an LA staple, you know. Everybody okay. who's a dog, like everybody a dog. who's from here knows who, the, who yeah. is he. Oh, yeah, and, and it, well, I mean, he even and called he, games he in Brooklyn. Call, but yeah, he would call oh, the okay. but he called the games on like. I have to look him up. That that yeah. one time I saw, him, I had to look him up. Oh, really? Okay, I guess. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, like, it, it was. Yeah, cool. I, I get it. it. It is kind of a it is kind of a deep cut. But if you're if you're a Dodger fan, you know who he is. You know? Or even a base, yeah. a, uh, like or just a baseball fan. Yeah, yeah, because he would call other games too back in the day, like even football games and stuff. So he's just a known American like broadcaster. And why him? Why why do you choose him? How well, how do you find out you can do it? Well, because I love my. I had a Cuban friend that was a diehard Dodger fan, and you know my family's from Cuba. L.A. L.A. Oh, oh, well, his Cuba. family's from Cuba, but yeah, but he's they're from you know Los Angeles originally, and then you know I have a grandpa from the East Coast, and he was a Dodger fan, so it was pretty much like. He'd watch. He'd fall asleep. My grandpa would fall asleep to the games. Yeah, and, and then my and, friend well, Jose would. And Vin, Vin would, would. He would only broadcast on the radio. So like for a long, for a long time. So like oh, so okay. my so my. You know your, you know. So my dad used to uh, just put the Dodger game on and then put the radio on because he hated the fucking sportscasters oh. on the TV. 
Yeah. 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 I yeah. guess a lot of people did that, right? Because he was very. Uh, the thing with Vince Scully is like not only he's like he's a good broadcaster, but he's an he's a like amazing. Uh, uh, like he's almost very poetic in the way he calls games. Yeah. Just a brilliant broadcaster. Yeah. He'd done that since Jackie Robinson in the 1949 Shit. is when he started. He's still alive. He's 90 no, something years old. He's yeah. still alive. He's still alive. Yeah. Tommy, yeah. Tommy Lasorda, Lasorda just, just passed away. Yeah, but they're two guys that have been with the, the team for forever. What is he like 200? <laughs> yeah, he's almost. Dude. He's like 90 something. Yeah, he's 90 something. So he'd been calling games, you know, in the 40s, and it's crazy because they talked about how like. He's basically been calling a hundred years of baseball because when he had started, there's guys that have been playing since 1919, oh, and then you know, you know, when he stopped three years ago, there's gonna be guys playing till 2000. Fucking Jackie Robinson just yeah, won yeah. his freedom. Yeah, like that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's just been emancipated. Yeah, it was it was basically like that. But he's a, the thing about him is he's a very lovely, like classy guy, and he's always been a fucking cool, like just just a beautiful guy. And you know, yeah. I realized. I can do his voice in a way How? How that, that's, that's just because I'm a spaz and I imitate yeah, okay, stuff cool. <laughs> and so I would imitate it and it just came over me one time and you know he's not like your typical impression so I think all of those factors helped me because of course. and I, I went up at the end which could be a death sentence because that show everyone's tired and so I got very lucky and I went up kind of like and I saw my friend go up and get like ripped apart and I was like oh fuck so I knew just to like go on what it was a guttural thing I'm like alright this will work and for some reason it worked you know I had a great I was really nervous in the interview for that one I was like stumbly Susan but they were fine because it was like kind of a I think out of left field a little different you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. so they they were really cool and so I go up a week later and this is fucking ballsy and all these people do this but I'd started getting up at mics but it was barely me getting back into stand up after being fucking not doing it for a little bit a week later back to a week to later Kill Tony? I got to Kill Tony and I just was like, oh, so fuck back it. to back weeks. Yeah, and so Mark Marin was on it, and Doug Benson. So it was another sold out show, and I fucking go up there, and I followed two guys that were not comics. Like one guy was, I'm a, f- a film producer, and he was like, he came, the audience oh, did not like favorites. him, but yeah. he was, he was kind of like he insulting, you know. And then like Mark Marin was just like, man, what is this? Why do people do this to themselves? <laughs> That's you a know, good impression too. Yeah, and so I go up there and. Um, Can you do a Tony impression? Uh, no, I don't, yeah, everyone can do a Tony impression. Can you? Hey, I'm Tony. I don't know. <laughs> What's up, yeah. motherfucker? This is Tony. Yeah, yeah there we go. Okay, yeah. no, I guess if you if you play an interview of the Pet Shop Boys, do you remember the Pet Shop Boys? The 80s group, right? I always group, right? thought he sounded like those dudes. Oh, did you sound like a guy you in the band? You got the brains, and I got the brains. You know he... Dude, <laughs> right, right, you know what I'm talking about? I would- For more of this interview, where we, me and Manolo talk about how he returned to kill Tony and crushed it during the pandemic, Please subscribe uh, to the Robert Line Patreon. Okay, all right. Have a good day. Uh, bye.
Sweet.